Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me, by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's plan to make the rest of our life the best of our life. Before we get started with this week's episode, can I just remind you to please, please, please review, share and subscribe to the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you do want to plan to make the rest of your life the best of your life, take a look at www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life and find out more about my best life journal and workshops. Welcome to episode 33 of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. This week's episode is called, quite simply, Losing Our Parents. My brother, sister and I were very fortunate in having both our parents until very recently. Our dad died of dementia three years ago. Mum died suddenly of a heart attack just over a year ago. So, as dad's dementia came to the end, we knew the inevitable was going to happen very soon. With mum... We knew she couldn't live forever, but we certainly weren't expecting it then. So, two very different circumstances, but it does not make it any easier, no matter how old you are, or the circumstances surrounding your parents' demise. My guest this week is Amy Austin from Iowa in the States. By day, she's a marketer. She helps her clients move marketing and branding from being a tedious task and a source of frustration to one of business transformation and confidence. Now that sounds like a full-on commitment to yourself, your time and your clients. But for a few years, Amy's priorities needed to change because running alongside that commitment was also the commitment to caring for her mother who was diagnosed with cancer. We'll hear Amy's story in a few moments. How's your week been? My highlights have been that I can now officially announce, because I've had word that it's okay to do so, I am going to be a nan again. Not grandma, I call myself nan. So we'll be welcoming that little chap or chapess into the world in July this year. I also took one of my grandsons along to see a friend of mine playing dame in a panto. That was a great night out. Oh yes it was. Sorry, if you don't know pantos or you don't like them, you won't get that. And I've had a good week sticking to my veganuary resolution. Are you doing it too? I knew I wouldn't have a problem giving up meat and fish because I can do that. I'm not that bothered. But I thought I would really, really struggle with the dairy side of things. Apart from a couple of little lapses, I'm doing all right. If you are doing it and you're struggling at all, I want to recommend two programmes that are found on Netflix. These two documentaries really helped me to change the way I think about meat and about dairy and ultimately have given me a reason for sticking to being a vegan. I hope it does last beyond January because I'm enjoying it and I'm looking forward to the health benefits. One is Game Changer. That doesn't 
dis meat at all, but it, it does explain that humans were not made to eat meat and it tells the story of several top-level athletes whose game absolutely changed for the better when they got onto a plant-based diet. The other one was called What the Health. Now that one will gross you out a bit, but it was very informative. I'll put details of the full show titles in the show notes. I mentioned my spectacular fall from a chair on Boxing Day and I am still in pain. Strangely, it's not in my back, it's in my chest. But I thought I'd mention it because I've been relieving it by taking CBD oil. So to give a little push to my supplier, haha, <laughs> only joking, this is legal. CBD is absolutely legal. So the company I buy it from is called Organic Secrets UK Limited. I recommend trying CBD oil or tablets for any pain relief, anxiety problems or skin conditions. It's an all-natural product. It's safe to use for any age. It's available in different strengths. And the CBD brand that I buy is derived from hemp and it's manufactured in the UK. There's a link in the show notes. And now, here's this week's handy hint. Here's this week's handy hint. If you have an Alexa, perhaps you got one for Christmas. Did you know that if someone needs CPR, Alexa will give you full instructions of what to do? Just say, Alexa, activate emergency CPR. And there you have it. Now, I don't know if it works on the Google equivalent. If you've got one, perhaps you can let us know. My guest this week, Amy Austin, as a busy entrepreneur, took on the care of her mother when she was diagnosed with cancer and she nursed her until her death. Although it's inevitable, dealing with the passing of our parents at any age can be traumatic in more ways than just emotionally. How do we adjust to becoming the umbrella of the family? Here's Amy's story. week I would like to welcome our guest Amy Austin to the directory of a dream life 50 plus podcast. Amy is in the states in Iowa and I've invited Amy on to tell us about her story because a few years ago she was put in a position where she had to learn very quickly just where her priorities were where they lay, and then how to juggle the rest of her already busy life around what had happened and just accommodate this huge change in her life. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate the opportunity. Ah, it's a pleasure to have you here. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be where you are today? Sure. I started my business on my own about seven years ago, not long after my father passed away from cancer. And about a year and a half after that, which would have been August of 2014, my mother was diagnosed with the exact same type of cancer as what my father had. 
Now, she had been living on her own and doing quite well. So this came as quite a surprise to to all of us, to her and to my siblings. Mm. And because of my background in healthcare, I really pushed her to get a second opinion. And that second opinion came from her coming to be with me in Iowa. She's She was living in South Dakota where I grew up. And so I went... I went up to South Dakota for her first oncology appointment where we kind of learned about the severity or the, the staging of her cancer, where it was and what, what they felt we should be anticipating going forward. That was on a Wednesday. Mm. I came back here to Iowa on Thursday, which just in, to give you a little bit of context, that was a 500 mile drive for me <sighs> to make. Right. Um, and I reached out at that point to a physician who I knew quite well and asked him if he would take a look at her scans. I had brought them back with me mm. and um, he took a look at them and he said, if you can get her down here, I will, um, I will show these scans to other providers here in the organization and see, see what they think um, and we'll go from there. So... Yeah. I called my mom and I said, here's the story. He wants you down here uh, next week. So this happened to be on Labor Day weekend. So um, my husband and I quickly prepared the, our guest bedroom, which had, you know, through the course of time, kind of become the catch-all room for, right. you know, lots of other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, kids' toys and all that, all that sort. And, uh, so we did that. And on Sunday afternoon, we met my brother with my mom had a halfway point between where they live and where we are and mm. brought her back here. Right. So, you know, in the course of less than a week, I went from my mom being healthy and living on her own to her having a diagnosis of cancer and being with me. And I couldn't anticipate what that would mean for my business. I wasn't prepared for that. I had, you know, I had client calls set up. I had active clients that I was working with. I was trying to build my business and do customer discovery and, and, and uh, business development work. And suddenly I was faced with an uncertain future of, you know, what was it going to, what was my mom's treatment going to look like? Mm. What responsibility was that going to be for me? And it was, it took us about two weeks after that to really get that all hammered out. And those first two weeks of her, of her cancer um, journey here was, you know, we, we were there in the clinic three days in a row and then off a day. And then we were back a couple more days. And yeah. after about a week, we got it. We, we knew what the course of treatment was going to be. And it was five days a week. Every, you know, every day during the week and then on Wednesdays, it was a long day because that was the day that she also had chemo in addition to mm. radiation. And, you know, and then also throw into that mix, how do I balance my business? How do I keep that functioning? How did you keep the business going? Because it was obviously very full on looking after your mom. Exactly. You know, I did the best that I could. I balanced yeah, meetings yeah. on days, you know, I tried to focus them all on afternoons because the mornings were spent with her radiation appointments, yeah. I just blocked Wednesdays completely yeah, where, yeah. where I really didn't yeah. do anything. Um, business wise, if I did, it was in the afternoons because that usually, you know, when my mom was having chemo, a lot of times she would nap when that was, you know, when she was in the infusion yeah. suite. Mm. So I do marketing and brand development work for clients. And so mm. 
um, a lot of the work that I do, fortunately, um, is done all online. Nonetheless, it was still a huge juggling act. Yeah, you still got the the effect on you emotionally, no matter what your job or your business is, haven't you? Yeah, and then, you know, my family... My siblings are all either in South Dakota or in other parts of the country. And so I didn't have other help that I could rely on from them. One sister did come and spend two weeks um, and tried to help us as much as what she could. But the thing was, by the time she got here, my mom and I and, and my family, my husband and my daughter had kind of established a routine of how we managed, you know, we'd gotten into this of... You know, I would get Madeline up. My, that's my daughter. Um, and then we would do, we'd get her to, off to school. And then my mom would start getting up and kind of getting herself settled mm-hmm. because yeah. we could get my daughter off to school before my mom even really needed to start getting ready to, to go to her radiation treatments. And fortunately, there were only a couple of times when when my mom really felt crummy, you know, really bad, Mm. you know, the effects of chemo were really draining on her and it was more towards the end of her treatment time. Mm. Uh, So, so that was fortunate, I guess, in the grander scheme of things, it made it a little bit easier for us because she, she did, um, you know, she never really got very ill from the chemo. Mm. Um, But, and like I said, you know, when my sister came, it, it was challenging the first couple of days that she was here because she was like, you know, I want to be able to help, but I don't know where I can fit. Yes. You know, tell me what it is that would be most helpful for you. Yes. You know, and in the end, what really ended up being the most helpful is she did a lot of, she did a lot of cooking for us. Mm -hmm. You know, she made sure that we were all eating and cleaned up my house some and helped my daughter with some homework and, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. I look back at that time and the other times that my mom ended up being here with us. But the last time she was here, she was here for um, six weeks and she, that's when she passed away. What I've gained from that is a clarity, I guess, around what truly is important and what's not important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually just did, I I have my own podcast and I did a, an episode about, the seven things that I feel like I learned from being a business owner and trying to be a caregiver at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of those was about being your own advocate because nobody else is going to do that for you. No, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I think the experience with my mother, even though I had worked in healthcare for my entire corporate career, I worked in health hospital marketing departments. So I knew a little bit more than, the average daughter of a cancer patient about how a hospital runs and everything. But I really learned how important the voice of a family member is when it comes to taking care of a patient Mm. Uh, because ultimately that that family member, that caregiver knows their loved one better than what the care team does. And so mm-hmm. they can give of them course, insights. Yeah. At least. yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting angle that, that, um, that you say, is your podcast based on that all the time or is it an episode in particular? Because so, I think that is great that, that it's recognizing that, yeah, a lot of us do at some point give our time to be a carer, but how the hell do you, do you juggle that with the rest of your life? 
So my podcast, the title of it is The Pursuit of Purpose, and it's very much rooted in this in the idea of that we all have to keep in mind what our purpose is in mm. making decisions that we do in the business that we are building and the brand that we build to support that business is all rooted in the purpose mm. of wh- why we started what we did. Um, and so for me, it was important to share those things because a lot of the people that I know that are listening are um, small business owners are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and are going to be faced with that sort of situation. And for me, it really fine-tuned what my purpose is. And, you know, my ability to empathize fine-tuned so much from that experience with my mother, mm-hmm. it just, it, it felt like the right message to be able to share yes. with my audience because so much of what I do is purpose-driven and all of the things that I outlined that I learned is very much supporting that greater purpose of what I do as well. The other project that I'm working on kind of on the side that some of your listeners may have something to contribute to is the thing that I found in, in doing research for the podcast episode that I referenced earlier about my seven lessons of being a caregiver and, Mm. and running a business. I was trying to find information online about, you know, what advice would people give others who are in that same situation Mm-hmm. or what resources are out there or things that we should try and anticipate. And there really is not much out there anywhere. Right. Yeah. And so I have started asking and I've interviewed about five other people who have been in similar situations of, you know, what were some key takeaways that you had as it related mm-hmm. to being in a caregiver situation and trying to keep your business functional mm-hmm. and and I'm working, I'm not sure what format it will end up taking at this point, but I would love to talk to other people who have been in similar situations. Right, right. Um, oh, about well, what, about what their perspective has been and what they've learned from it. And yeah, and yeah. Regardless, and it doesn't always need to be exactly in business. Some of what I've talked to women about have been the fact that they ended up having to push their families to have the really hard conversations about who is the executor of your will, mm. who is, um, you know, who has the medical power of attorney and mm. how are we going to, you know, just have all those conversations that you just don't want to have. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and, and what's a way to be able to bring that up. And, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side, it's also been, you know, I talked with one woman in New York City who was very much about it. It brought her closer to her friends because she was an only child and she was going through this with her mother yeah, and she was yeah. a distance away. So she said, you know, it forced me to create a bond and, and build those that network out with my friends to become an extension of my family so that I was able to get to get through everything that she was dealing with because she didn't have anyone else to be able to support her. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, that's so, it is. It's dealing with the change because it is such a huge change. Like you say, whether it's your business or whether it's your family or whether it's your support you give and get from your friends, it's just one heck of a change to, to lose a key member of your family, isn't it? It is. And I read a stat somewhere recently, and I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was talking about how when you lose a parent, you fundamentally change. You know, mm. There are things about you that just fundamentally become different because of the loss of a parent. Mm. I had another close friend of mine tell me 
um, I think it was when my dad passed away that she mentioned this to me, but she had also lost one of her parents and her therapist told her that, you know, our parents kind of serve as the umbrella over us. And as they start to pass, that moves us up mm. to being that umbrella for the generations younger than yes. us. Yeah. And yeah. It's something that we don't often know how to prepare for. And mm. suddenly we're in that role. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and it is, yeah. I, I noticed that. I, I mean, I've seen that play out in different ways mm. yeah. since, yeah. since both of my parents are gone now. Yeah. 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 Me too. I mean, we've, we've sort of gone through a very strange period because my dad passed away with dementia about four years ago. And we lost my mum this time last year, suddenly, uh, with a heart mm -hmm. attack. It's very odd because like, my sister is almost 70. I'm almost 60. My brother's 55. And we're only just losing our parents. Now, it's, we're very lucky to have had them for such a big part of our lives. But yeah, like, we're orphans. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Like you say, all of a sudden... We're now the umbrella, like right. you said, even though I would never have thought of, of necessarily my mum and dad being there as the umbrella. They were, because, yep. you know, my, my kids were saying, queen of our family, she's gone. Yeah, she was the queen of our family. Yeah, It's, it's a very odd situation to be in and you just can't explain it. And I, I'm sure it does change you, like you say. Yeah, it, changes it you. does. Well, and like for me, I'm... I'm the way baby in my family. So there's, there's 20 years difference between me and my oldest sibling. And when I was born, they were 17, 18, 19, and 20. Mm. So, you know, when my mom passed away two years ago, they were in their late sixties or yeah. mid, you know, mid to mid sixties. Mm. And I was in my mid forties. So their children are all adults and have children and had you know, a very long-standing relationship with my mother. Yes. Whereas my daughter was 11 mm -hmm. when my mom died, and she was five when my dad died. When yeah. my dad passed away, she, my dad was her only grandfather. Right. And, you know, and because my mom was here so much with us, my, my daughter developed a really strong bond with yeah. her. Yeah. And so, you know, she's, she's going to, live the majority of her life without memories of my parents in them. Mm, yeah, yeah. It, it's a huge wrench, no matter what age it happens, isn't it? Oh, dear. Well, it's been lovely talking to you, Amy, <laughs> even though it got a little bit deep and soulful it, it, at the it, end. But... <laughs> it, did, it did. But, you know, it is, it's a fact of life. We all mm -hmm. are going to be in that situation in some at some point that's it and you don't you can't plan for it because you don't no. know when it's going to happen <laughs> no and and i think that's why i think honestly that's probably why i was hard pressed to find any resources on how do mm -hmm. i do this because mm -hmm. you can't anticipate it it's going to be a different situation for mm -hmm. every person in any time of their life yeah yeah we're all different but it's nice to know that that there is help there there is support there and you don't have to internalize it all yourself though even though our circumstances won't be exactly the same there are people there who can empathize with you and right. and understand what the situation is 
So, yeah, so if anybody wants to get in touch with Amy to help with the research on different circumstances and, and how it affects you, then we'll put your email address if that's all right. Yeah. But yep. if anyone wants to listen into the podcast or would like to work with Amy as in her capacity as a marketing company, then all the links will be in the show notes. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for being such a lovely guest. Well, thank you. I I enjoyed our conversation and I appreciate the opportunity to share my story. Thanks very much to Amy for that lovely interview. If you find yourself resonating with Amy's situation, there is an episode of her own podcast called Seven Lessons from Being a Caregiver and Running a Business. There's a link in the show notes and I'm sure you'll find it helpful. And now, here's this week's quiz question. The answer to last week's quiz was custard creams. If you want to know what the question was, you'll have to listen back to episode 32. Here's this week's quiz question. Which David Bowie song have both Lulu and Nirvana covered? I'll give you the answer in next week's episode. And that's it for another week. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share the link with your friends. But also remember to do things the old fashioned way. Tell your friends about Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. It's much appreciated. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available on several platforms as well as via our website. So please keep listening and tell your friends all about it. Do follow us on Instagram and Facebook too. You'll find all the relevant links in the show notes. Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus is about making our life happier and easier. So if you do have suggestions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at Have a fantastically happy week and I'll see you next time.